Every year, January 1st rolls around, and people begin the new year with resolutions or goals to change themselves, their circumstances, or their situation. By February 1st, less than 50% of these goals will still exist. So what goes wrong? The reason so many people lack the ability to have achievable goals is because they lack clarity. They don't really understand who they were in the past weeks, months, and years, and how this will have to change to become who they want to be so they can achieve these new goals. Today's episode is going to focus on how we can use routine personal reflection techniques to remain clear on where we are winning, what our challenges are, and how to set goals that challenge and stretch us to become who we want to be. So stay tuned, OTOers. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on-calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, OTRs. The importance of establishing clarity around who you currently are versus who you want to become can't be understated. Without clarity, your actions and goals will be more like a scattershot rather than a laser beam causing you to experience less organized results and some variable um, success. So earlier this week, I kind of talked about how you can achieve clarity in your life um, and with your goals in our blog, which you can find at otovets.com forward slash blog. But now what I want to do is redirect you to begin to understand who and where you currently are through a technique called reflection. Many of the greatest thought leaders in the world practice some type of reflection technique. Uh, The personal development guru, John Maxwell, refers to this um, reflection technique as the crockpot of the mind. Socrates stated that the unexamined life is not worth living. And Bryant McGill, a human potential thought leader and international best-selling author, said this of people who don't practice regular reflection. People who have had little self-reflection live life in a huge reality blind spot. So what exactly is reflection? And reflection is the mental technique that removes you from your current in the moment feelings and emotions and teaches you to review how you handle certain situations. It encourages you to look retrospectively at different challenges and achievements you've experienced and begin to understand why they occurred, how you set yourself up for that success or failure in that moment, and how you could reapply or avoid such actions in the future to try and garner or avoid similar outcomes. Now, this technique is not meant to force you to dwell on past failures or successes. So rather than analyze them outside of your mindset at the current time, we want you to break down these actions so you can look and learn your lessons from them. 
I think George Washington might have stated the purpose of reflection best when he said, we ought not look back unless it is to derive useful lessons from past errors and for the purpose of profiting by dearly bought experience. By contextualizing your past experiences, you can compare them with your goals of who you want to become. And this is why I had OTRs begin this week with the exercise on clarity uh, in that blog post. Once you're clear on who you want to become, you can look at your past experiences, experiences and at yourself and ask, is this congruent with who I want to be? Do I understand why this happened? Or maybe what is my current position after this experience? By asking these questions, you can more quickly and easily identify and correct your current developmental course on your way to becoming your future self. Given the benefits of reflection routines, how do we begin to take advantage of them? Well, first we need to set aside a regular time for the routine. The amount and duration of this time will depend on how often you choose to reflect. Some people might find power in doing this as an annual activity, while others might choose to employ it monthly or even weekly. The frequency or, or of the reflection period will depend on how much value you think you get out of this actual exercise. Now, personally, I find weekly reflection on my personal life and monthly reflection on my professional life to be an adequate time frame. Now, I'm as guilty as the next person on failing to do this reflection routine routinely, but I generally can find or tell right away if I'm getting behind on my reflection routine because I start to become less focused in my life as well as less able to identify what tasks I need to do next to achieve the goals to become that person I want to be in the future. So once you've set aside some time for reflection, you need to kind of eliminate the distractions. So take your reflection time, separate yourself from the TV, from your phone, from other people, and use some of you time to reflect and focus just on your thoughts of reflection. Some people will choose to use this isolated time just to think about the previous time period. Some people are going to journal and other people might just elect a page to their calendar. Each individual method, whether that's just thought, writing, or visually stimulating yourself can be helpful. And you may want to try several different kinds of ways to reflect or different ways of prompting yourself to see which works best for you. Again, for me, myself, I just like to sit and think. I often practice my reflection routine while I drive from client to client or right away in the morning, um, or I'll do it on my breaks during the day even. One other time that I really like to do it is right before I go to sleep. I'll often reflect on my day or my week or my interactions and get a little bit of perspective on how I need to change the next day to improve. But during the times when I do this during the day, I'll often write down any important thoughts or insights I get onto a small little thought tablet that I carry with me in my truck. It's one of those little three by five inch notebooks. And this is kind of my way of downloading some of my reflections so that I can better remember them and better continue on with that thought stream in the moment. You might find that some of the previous examples are helpful when you're reflecting, but if you don't, just continue to experiment with what works for you. The important thing is the actual act of taking time to reflect on your past experiences, not so much how you actually accomplish that task.
once you've established the how of how to implement reflection, you're next going to need to establish the what. So what are you going to think about? And if you're struggling to find a topic to reflect on, try focusing number one on your biggest wins, number two on the biggest challenge you faced, and number three, how does this put you? Where does this put you? Where do you end up in reference to who you want to be in the future? So again, number one, your wins, number two, your challenges, and number three, where does this put you in terms of who you want to be? So reflection can also be practiced in all of the major areas of your life, from personal growth to how you value other people, your leadership, your faith, your marriage or family, how you treat those closest to you, and even what you've learned or discovered in the past week. All I ask is you simply pick a single area you think that you need to do some reflection on and then begin asking those questions again that we talked about before your biggest win, your biggest challenge, and where does it put you? Ask those simple questions on those different areas as you think you need to reflect upon them. So how do I feel, or I should say, what are some good questions that you can ask yourself beyond those three questions? So if you've picked a topic to reflect on, what are some questions you can ask yourself? A great question to start with would be, how do I feel this area aligns with the values, relationships, and experiences future me would like to experience? Another great question would be, what did I learn from this experience? Maybe you would ask yourself, what did I like best? What went particularly well? Or maybe, what didn't go well? What I want you to do is completely review the experience you've had, assessing them for positive and negative qualities. And by mining these experiences, you can make the most out of the information that you've gathered during them. Once you've answered some kind of combination of these questions, a success, a challenge, and then where you're at in some kind of order like that, it's important to return to your current mental state and ask yourself, what am I going to do based upon my answers to these questions? And this way, then you can create some actionable steps out of your reflections. Some reflections that you do will confirm that you're on the right track currently, and you don't need to change at all, while some other reflection results will indicate that you need to adjust course, maybe learn a new skill, or maybe even change a habit. And I'd encourage you to really focus on this action step, because reflection is useless without creating some kind of actionable plan after it, whether that's continue on the same course or adjust and change your course but you need to improve off of that experience, leverage it. You know, you've paid dearly for that experience, so use it to improve yourself in the future. With that said, and that little bit of overview for you, I wanna give you an example of what an actual annual reflection routine looks like. So I'm gonna share a small portion of my annual reflection routine, and this is gonna focus a little bit on my professional review uh, of how 2019 went for myself. Now, again, like I said, this is a small portion. It's not going to be all encompassing because that would take a very long period of time. But this is a couple different points that I found that I think are, are major and will give you an idea of what this looks like. The other thing I want to state before we begin is um, this is my first time I kind of publicly shared some of my goals, some of my fears, some of my failures. Um, some of this reflection may sound like bragging, while other portions may sound like self-pity. However, I think it's important that I portray this um, in a way that I share these experiences with you. So it's going to kind of help you understand why I discuss certain topics, why I focus on certain points of emphasis within this podcast and future and past podcasts. 
Um, this public reflection also shows you that I've kind of implemented many, if not all of the techniques that I've talked about previously in operators to owners and in our podcast and kind of how each concept has landed within my life successfully or unsuccessfully. So with that said, let me just get into, I'm going to answer three simple questions. Again, I'm going to focus on what went well, what didn't go well, and where do I go from here? Those are really the three simple questions I like to ask myself. Again, you can elaborate into more in-depth questions as things go through and you, more questions come up in your mind, but those are the three that I like to focus on. So in 2019, professionally for me, what went well? Well, I got the 2019 AEBP conference made number one on this list, and it was an awesome experience. Um, I got to speak at what might one might argue is the biggest stage in bovine veterinary medicine. Um, not only did I get to speak, but I was asked to speak on two topics that are basically near and dear to my heart, inventory management and technology in the workplace. Um, I had a lot of interest, a lot of feedback from my peers, from students on both topics. I really got to participate in some great discussions with people um, after those talks occurred. I've made some good connections. I felt like I've got to help some people in some clinics, especially with their inventory management and giving some students some ideas for some technology they can apply in the future. The other really great thing that went well with this is it's kind of transitioned me into several more speaking opportunities in 2020. Um, it has the promise to open many more doors in the future. Um, and I'd really love to do this again. And in 2020, um, I'm actually going to come back and I'm going to do another three sessions um, at the AABP conference. So very excited about that. Um, but yeah, that went really, really well. I was really excited about that. Another professional win for me was uh, I launched Operators to Owners. Um, I seized that opportunity to kind of basically found the business that I would long dreamed about. Uh, I've always wanted to teach, but I have never really had the will um, or the want to return to go get a postdoctorate degree so I could teach at a veterinary school. Um, in the beginning of 2019, I began to kind of lay down the foundation uh, for the start of operators owners, which was founded to basically help collect, organize, and disseminate professional and personal development knowledge to veterinarians specifically. Um, OTO became an official business in 2019 when I applied for an LLC status, received my EIN. Um, since that date, I've hosted a mastermind. I've developed a regular podcast and blog, began coaching veterinarians one-on-one, -on -one, and really established a community that seems to be very interactive um, and been really fun to work with. So overall, I would say it's been uh, more work than I expected initially, um, but it's been pretty fun and has really pushed me to develop personally and professionally beyond what I would have done without operators donors. So I consider that a win. Um, again, a little bit more work, and I'll talk about it kind of in some of my challenges a little bit later, um, how that might have affected my life in 2019. Another win for me professionally was I got to host my first veterinary mastermind, which was an absolute blast. I've always wanted to host these. I've always felt roundtables at conferences were really, really helpful for veterinarians, and we got a lot of great feedback. It's where I've come up with some of my best ideas bouncing those ideas off of my peers. So this is something that I've really always enjoyed. Um, I really had fun kind of facilitating one. I did it in uh, St. Louis right before the ABP conference. I had four veterinarians participate down there. Um, I felt like we had a great lesson on ways to develop large animal practices. Um, I got some awesome feedback within the mastermind group um, from each of the participants um, during that mastermind and during the discussion session in it. The sessions before and after were really developmental, and I really felt that um, everybody involved was able to have a positive impact on each other and really develop, you know, participate in their actual career development um, 
and really accelerate their career, really accelerate and see some options, see some potential within their practices themselves. Um, I'd love to do more of these in the future. I'm hoping that I'm going to get the opportunity to do that because I really do think this is probably one of the greatest ways to impact veterinarians one-on-one or in small groups. My last win for 2019 professionally that I'm going to talk about with you guys is um, I got to develop two new services for our clinic that grossed over a certain amount. And I had set an amount at the beginning of 2019. I wanted to make two new services or update two new services that grossed over a certain amount of dollar value. Um, And this was the goal of this was to improve our consulting portfolio. Um, I feel like we offer a pretty superior consulting service, um, but we don't do as good a job at marketing this service to our clients or the industry uh, in our clinic. Uh, In addition, I felt like there was a lot of opportunity to better educate and maybe even offer new consulting services specifically to the medium and small size dairies um, that were our clients within our practice. So for this reason, again, I wanted to remaster or kind of basically recreate two new consulting services in 2019. And I set a very specific goal on what I wanted them to gross so that I kind of had something to work towards. So by remastering, maybe remarking um, some of the economic consulting documents that I had previously created and marketing them a little bit more intensively, I was able to help our economic consulting document or economic consulting um, portfolio kind of take off and that service to take off. And I think it really benefited a lot of clients through um, closer economic management of their dairies, especially again, those small to mid-sized dairies that don't have access to financial planners like some of the larger dairies. Um, and it really helped them also identify some less, less profitable cattle uh, for cull um, and making sure they're getting rid of the right animal at the right time. The second service that we were able to kind of focus on um, within our clinic was called Focus. And basically it was just a consolidation and a dialing in of specific areas of concern on dairies. So every two months, we basically changed the area we're going to focus on in each dairy. Um, And that meant that we were able to consult and really, again, (laughs) no pun intended, focus on a specific area of concern on those dairies just beyond what was their problem at that point in time. Basically, instead of going and playing whack-a-mole and correcting problems as we went, we were much more, much more proactive, very much more proactive. We were going through their data when there wasn't a problem, trying to find small areas, small protocol shifts that we could correct at that point in time. So both of these services reached my stated goal that I placed on them and seemed to be well-received by clients. And I'd consider um, that in 2020, I think I need to continue to market and push them, continue to develop, because I don't think they've reached their full potential. But again, that was a pretty cool win for me because I've never really um, developed, pushed out a new service, marketed it more intensively, or even renovated, rejuvenated a service, and again, marketed that as well. So I learned a lot about marketing, selling to clients, um, and I also felt like we had pretty significant um, results so far. Our focus program is only halfway through um, its time period, so we'll see where it develops into in 2020. So those were kind of my 2019 wins. Um, So with that said... Question number two, you know, what didn't go well? So in my reflection, I didn't have a great work-life balance in 2019. Um, I'd say it was pretty bad, actually, as I developed and framed up operators to owners. Um, My wife even commented lately that it's kind of been like I've taken up a second job. Uh, Even though she supports it, she brackets that comment with, even though I support you and even though I support you. But it is, you know, still something that obviously she's noticed and I've noticed too. Um, I didn't always feel like I spent enough quality time with my daughter or my wife throughout 2019. Um, For this reason, I kind of have adopted that habit that I talked to you guys about 
um, a couple of weeks ago of separating from my phone and also waking up a little bit earlier so I can get operators, owners activities done prior to either of them waking up and dedicate time to my family um, and just them not work at the clinic or work at operators to owners. So while I'm still unhappy with my current situation, I do believe I have decent plans in place to help improve that over time. The second kind of challenge I experienced in 2019 was uh, some consulting on the farm. And I felt like in the beginning, the first half of 2019, I did really well identifying consulting opportunities and taking advantage of them. And in the second half of 2019, I felt like I left some consulting on the table. So while some of this is probably due to the financial constraints of the clients and just the terrible dairy economy at that point in time, I think some of it was probably due to a lack of initiative on my part. Um, I probably could have sought out some additional training in some areas and look to increase my knowledge overall so that I could leverage some of the opportunities that were given to me. Specifically, I have one dairy that uses PC Dart, and I probably could have learned that a little bit better and had some more consulting opportunity there. Um, and I'm going to look to do that in 2020. Um, but I don't think these opportunities are all gone, but I do think I have to approach how I handle consulting um, differently, especially in the first half of 2020, and try and make a push um, back to recognizing and taking advantage of those opportunities to help my clients as well as my business. The next thing that I kind of feel like was a challenge for me was I set a goal for myself in 2019 to read two articles per week. And <laughs> quite frankly, I just failed at this. I might have read, mm, boy, 10 or maybe 20 articles total if I'm lucky. So I think I need to do a little bit better job of blocking off time to read and ruminate on articles in 2020. Um, and that's something that I definitely need to just really focus on and dial in. The last thing that was a challenge for me in 2019 was I wanted to present two educational talks per ambulatory or basically per student that comes to our clinic. And this was an utter failure. I did have some great discussions with, with different students, but I never really had the sit down lecture type talk that I really wanted. And I think this is my fault because I didn't really develop the necessary content to actually give them a lecture, um, nor to identify really great topics to cover with them. Um, the further that I research learning in, in, in its entire context for operators owners, the more that I'm convinced that this might not even be the ideal option and that maybe I should consider uh, a different lesson type for them in 2020. I'm going to do a little bit more research and ask some more questions in 2020 and see what students actually like or might value uh, and shape my lessons off of those actual responses. But yeah, this was this is again another area of challenge and, and I just really um, didn't adequately prepare myself for that in 2020. So given you know these successes and given these challenges, what are some action points that I can take, some goals that I can have in 2020 based off of this? And I think I'd start with number one, I'd like to just seek to develop and market more mastermind courses because I really do think that that's the best way to reach out to the community and get um, some good discussion going and hopefully increase the impact that operators and owners can have. Second thing I'd like to do is begin to narrow operators and owners focus and scope um, just so it can help with my work-life balance. I think if I, I think I'm trying to do maybe too much in this initial community, I think I need to deliver on the promises that I've got currently and then determine what you guys really like and go from there so that I can hopefully have a little bit better balance within my house if I focus on things a little bit more intensively in operators to owners. The third thing I'd like to kind of market myself as a source for content and speaking in the op, in the um, egg world and in the veterinary world. I think that that's another thing that operators to owners can have a large impact on many people 
um, again, for a little bit better work-life balance for myself, having a big impact um, for a bigger bang for my buck, basically. Um, I launched the other thing. The, the next action point for me is launching the cutting edge. So the cutting edge is a little bit selfish for me, but it's also to deliver to the community. Again, adding value to you guys, getting you guys exposed to the content and knowledge sources that will help improve your medicine. But it's also going to force me to read more scientific articles and share them with the community. So I'm going to interpret them better than I've interpreted them in the past and also consume them at a higher volume than I have in the past. So that's going to be a great action point that's going to help me and the operators, donors community. And the next thing I want to do as far as an action point is buy one book for all the amatory students that come by us. And I'm probably going to buy my favorite book, John Maxwell's How Successful People Think. And I'm just going to teach a single lesson, a simple lesson in the truck based upon that book. And I'm going to encourage them to read the book themselves. This is the book that kind of changed how I approach my life. But I'm going to teach a simple lesson based on that. And I think that that's going to be a lot easier than sitting them down and having a lecture style talk. But again, that's kind of going to be in flux as determined by what the students give me for feedback on what they think they need. And the last thing that I really want to do from action points based upon these challenges um, and, and successes is identify some timelines uh, for consulting opportunities on my dairies each time I'm on the farm and just basically say, hey, we should do this. Let's do it at this date. So identifying specific things and setting specific times for them to get done. And hopefully that'll get me moving um, by making a commitment to my clients in a time in a specific time frame. So as you can see, you know, that's not a fully all-encompassing professional reflection plan, but it encompasses a fair amount of my professional reflection for 2019. It's probably about a third to half of all the reflection I'll do. It's abbreviated, but by no means is it giving you guys you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't think that it's, even though it's not comprehensive, I think it gives you a good idea of how a simple, a good reflection routine could be. So at this point, I want to encourage you listeners to grab a sheet of paper, write down your big three questions. So whichever ones you pick, maybe it's a win, a challenge and action points, something very simple, but write down those three things. Maybe it's, you know, what went well for you, what didn't go well, you know, and how should you act on that? But no matter what, just start thinking about those questions and listing everything that comes to mind. And don't stop until you run out of experiences that you've had. And once you answer those first two questions, you know, what went well and, you know, what were your challenges or what didn't go well, then begin to formulate that third step or how should you act in them and use those action steps to create your goals for 2020. No matter how you do it, reflection is going to be a powerful tool for you. It's going to help you make sure that you stay on track for who you want to become in the future. So I highly encourage you as a listener, as an OTO member, to practice routine reflection. Whether that's weekly, monthly, or annually, it's going to add power to your actions and make sure that you're intentionally growing as you would like to be so you can become who you want to be in the future. I'd like to thank you all OTOers for joining me today. I hope you take some time to reflect on 2019 that, and hopefully find some very challenging stretch goals for 2020 that will push you forward into the person you want to be in the future. Carry on OTOers. If you like this content and want more, you can stop by the Operators Owners website at otovets.com. There you can sign up for our community at otovets.com forward slash Facebook. You can also 
consume some of our original content at the blog at otovets.com forward slash blog. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time, OTRs.